evening, Vinny. Good evening, JR. And welcome to On Base and Off Point. Life in the Deep End with, of course, JR and Vinny. There you go. And there you go. That's Say goodnight. No. <laughs> Good night. So this is the show where we just talk about life in general and play some bass and hope you all uh, enjoy. So strap in. Here we go. Topic one. Dumbass parents. You know, we could talk about this all night. <laughs> First, let's start off with... You got great news tonight about your daughter. I certainly did. And if Justice is listening to this, congratulations. Justice Marshall. Justice Marshall. That is my daughter. She's 24, and she's just graduated with her degree in social work, and she's got a job as a case manager. Found out tonight. Found out tonight. I got an email while we were eating our food from Jersey Mike's. Yes. The best subs there are. A life above, or a sub above. A sub above. That's right. I have a story about Point Pleasant I need to tell later. Too. Yes. We'll save that for we'll Save that for later. Anyway, um, she, she called me and told me she got a job. And, and the, the conversation that JR and, ha and I had after this was, job of parents is to do what, JR? Get them the hell out of your house, especially if they're going to live in your basement. And when do you start doing this, JR? The minute they come out of the womb. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> that was you. not rehearsed. I, I, no, I just I, know that I, to be the right answer. And not only do you know that to be the right answer, but it's intrinsically correct for every male well, that's, parent. No, for all parents. Let's well, not, mothers are a little slightly different. It's still their job. It's still their job. It's but they want to hold job. on to them a little longer. They don't want to push the bird out of the some nest. Some do, some don't. Well, some, do, some, 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 you know, some dads will go out and buy their kids Ferraris and you know, let them live in a, their house and never actually ask them for rent or anything. Well, this brings me to the dumbass portion of our program. Yeah, these dumbass parents that, okay, so I'm going to not only do something stupid, which is illegal, which is buy my way, buy my child's way into, into a, uh, a high... You know, High-dollar college. Exactly. And create some, some need for a scholarship by putting their face on a, on a picture of an athlete. Unreal. Are these people, how fucking stupid do they have to be? Well, here, here's, here's my take about this. I, I, I will not defend them in the slightest as far Thank as, being, as, as being stupid. But they have got themselves worked up into a corner because they're famous because they, they have a certain standard that they're supposed to keep, they expect that their children are going to have that well, same standard. yes. It all stems from entitlement. Right. And in the process of this entitlement, they don't put any onus on their child to work, to learn about anything as far as... Well, I think it stems from this whole need to have this protective cocoon around their children. And this is very prevalent in today's society, and it's very hurtful. It's very counterproductive sure. to how you raise a child or how human beings are built to go through life. And it's not through having your feelings protected. We, we, were, we, were, talking about, we were talking about this upstairs. It's um, not having, from having your grades no, you're, protected. You're, you're it's not anything. from everybody getting a goddamn trophy just because you played. Yeah, not That's ev not, not everybody wins at T-Bowl. <laughs> Period. They shouldn't. But how do you learn to ride a bike? We, 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 well, my father used to call us the same thing I'm sure your father did somewhere along the way. We're, we're going to call this the rub some dirt on it principle. Yeah, rub some dirt. You know, you fell down a set of stairs. You potentially broke your arm. You're standing up there. I'll go back there. to 
Ride a bike. Ride How a do bike. you ride a bike? Fall down a couple times. You're, you're, you're damn straight, you know. You, you don't you don't wear training wheels, and you don't have your father or your mother holding your seat while you're while you're riding. You ride, you fall. My father put me in a in a gravel parking lot and said, "Go." I go, but there's gravel. Yeah, that's a good reason for you not to fall, is it? I'm serious. Rub and, some dirt in and it. And rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. You know, I got hit in the, hit in the head with a baseball right in my eye. And it's like he walks up to me and he, got, he just does it like I'm a, like I'm a cat or a dog. He rubs my head really fast like, as if he's shaking it off and go, ah, rub some dirt and he'll be fine. And I walked away and went, okay, must be okay. He didn't think it was bad. So I'm a kid, probably high school. I'm playing with uh, two good friends of mine, backyard basketball. They were all nice. Cement pad with a hoop. Sure. Dad's playing. It's like four. You know, we're like four and four. Or two well, on two, two on two or right. whatever. Two kids and uh, a younger kid. He did something wrong two or three times in a row. He said, get it right. Get it right. And this guy was, he was 6'4 or whatever. <laughs> and he said, I said, get it right. And he takes the basketball and throws at him, drills him right in the nuts. Oh, oh, that hurts just thinking about it. Oh, my God. I felt terrible off of like, oh, you know. But back in the day, we, you know, people were different. I'm going to throw the rub, and rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Well, you got to rub any dirt on it. Oh, you could rub well, some yeah, dirt on it. If you rub some dirt on it, it's just going to be dirty nuts. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it might feel better. I don't swollen, know. dirty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was I was uh, at camp with my dad. We, we had this thing called Indian Guides. It was like Boy Scouts, but it was Indian I was in Indian, Indian Guides. We were okay. the Mohawks. Yeah, we we were Big Arrow and Little Arrow. You know, I was big. We I think we were Big Arrow, Big Bear and Little Bear or something like something that. Like yeah, that yeah, right? Something like that. I still have the walking stick that we that we made in that damn thing. Yeah. So that's like forty. Broke my finger old. in Indian Guides. Well, here I'm in Indian Guides. I jump yeah. out of a tree and some some rocks come up and they hit my wrist. And it, I, I'm showing him a scar that's about two inches it. long. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hit my hand, and all of a sudden I look down, and I'm bleeding. I go, Dad, you know, and I hold up my arm, and he basically said, ah, rub some dirt on it, it'd be fine. I go, well, it's bleeding. He goes, all right, well, I'll put a Band-Aid on it, it'll be okay. So this happened about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm a kid. I'm just going back to play. I don't care. You know, I, everything's fine. Well, this was in such a way where it was start, the, the, the wound was starting to separate. Oh, yeah. And um, there was a kid later on. Worse. Well, yeah, but I didn't know it because uh, I had a Band-Aid on it. You know, you put a Band-Aid on it back then, it was magically gone and everything was fine. You opened it up three days later and went, oh, it's healed. So there's a kid out fishing and he's, he, they're doing moon fishing and the guy casts and he throws the cast over his head. I just hit my, myself in the headphone. He threw it over his head and he hooks the kid in his thigh really oh. bad with the hook. Uh. So now... This is the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it did. It turned out bad for me later. The kid's lying in his bunk with this fish hook in the meat of his thigh, and you've got like six dads standing around going, "What should we do?" You know, well, I don't know. I said, "Yeah, I'm dripping blood." You know, and so in the process of all this, they're they're determined that they can't take this thing out. They can't cut it out. They're afraid he's going to need a tetanus shot, so they need to put him in the in the car to get go to the hospital. And again, this is like eleven o'clock at night, and my father looks at me and goes, "Let me see your wrist." I go. Here. He goes, you're going to the hospital with him. Aw, <laughs> Dad, why? Just shut up and get in the car. So Did you get stitches? Oh, fuck yeah, I got stitches. <laughs> it, was the it was the first time I got stitches, too. Okay. So, now, so now Vinny's sitting there, and you, this, is, this is the part where I knew it was bad. The kid that gets his, his uh, hook out of his thing, they went in there, clipped the other end, put it out, made sure it wasn't bad. They put a Band-Aid on it and gave him a tetanus shot. He was fine. He was done in 10 minutes. They get, they get, meanwhile, I'm laying on this rack, you know, and these guys are, are talking. And my father, who doesn't, doesn't talk very softly, is over there going, if he needs stitches, let me know I can hold him down. And I'm going, what the hell is all this shit about? And so I'm laying there. I'm like 10 year, 8 or 10 years old. And 
all of a sudden they come out come at me with this needle that looks like it's the size of Rhode Island. And they put that damn thing in the wound, right? Well, it hurt, so I, so I, I yelled. And then after, after I yelled, they gave me a second shot. So then after all that, everything's fine, right? I'm, I'm sitting there, and these guys are tugging, pushing, <laughs> pulling, and all this other stuff. Right, and, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm watching them going, hey, this is kind of cool. They're uh, sticking me, and I don't feel a damn thing. Yeah. So they, and they, they made me a nice bandage and everything else. So it didn't look like I was slitting my wrists, and I, they, they, you know, they took me to the psycho ward or whatever. Yeah. But that, you know, rubbed some dirt on it. My, Natalie jumped off a fence, and her knee got caught on a stake that was holding the tree up, mm. and she got cut. This is Easter Day. Oh, boy. You know, and, man, I uh, can't remember how many. She had two sets of stitches. There was, like, internal Inside, stitches, and, man. How old was she? Oh, I want to say she was less than 10. She's probably 8. Did uh, she? Did she? Well, she's just, got a massive scar. She still has a big scar. Justice, Justice had, a, had a thing where a little bookshelf speaker fell on top of her mm -hmm. head. And I and I, I, I checked it yeah. and I did the rub, rub some dirt on it and then she came back and the blood was dripping down her head. Yeah, head wounds are very bloody. Yeah, so she wound up going to the hospital and I almost did the same thing my dad did with, with you know with, with me. I'm over there going, Hey, hey, if I have to hold her, let me know. And he's like, Okay, don't worry about it, he says we got it. So what the guy did, and this was on base, he comes in and he's got the staple gun behind his behind his back, because he had put staples in it. Uh, and he said, uh, she's freaking out. And he, yeah. she he says, Honey, let me see your wound, I'm gonna I'm gonna debride it. And he just goes up there and goes, bonk, bonk. Okay, we're done. And she's like, <laughs> she's ready to cry, but she can't because it's all over. And I'm, and I'm looking at him going, I should thank you, but you should have gave me a heads up. And he goes, no, I, 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 I'm still semi-traumatized by Natalie because it was a big gash. A bit you know? And I was, Lisa came out and I said, no, do not come over here. Oh. Go in the house and get towels. Luckily, I have some training from the Air Force. Too. Right. You know, it's like, okay, let's get pressure on it. Pressure on it, keep it, yeah, keep it, keep it elevated. And, and we're elevated, exactly. Right. And we're getting your butt up to the emergency uh -huh. room. And it took a long time for us to get seen. I'm like, really? She, I'm like, she has a gaping wound. She's bleeding profusely. It's Easter. I'm like, but yeah, eventually we came in, got the stitches, and off we went. Now, now, she, now, you know, now part of that, that whole training thing is remaining calm in the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. And, and that whole thing with justice in her head. Or my father with me and my, my stitches, or, or Natalie, mm -hmm. yeah. you keep that calmness and you're okay. I think you have to, or else things are going to. You have to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah because if you don't, then now now you're the you're the you're the reason, the impetus that, that things are going. It's gonna get worse. Yeah. Keep your keep your head about yourself. You better. So, anyways, going back to these dumbass parents, this just drives me bananas on multiple levels. Because they don't understand that what they're doing is counterproductive to what they want to get done. What they want is they want intelligent children that are very successful. Sure. And what they're building are morons. The kids that can't take care of themselves, kids that have have their parents take everything, you know, take care of everything for them. What the hell are they going to do with in life? Nothing. They're, they're going to rely on somebody. Look, when we were kids, we relied on somebody older to teach us the ways of being a kid, right? Whether it was our parents to tell us, you know, come in when the, when the, when the street lights come on. But when we're older, if little Johnny shows you that, that he can climb this tree or whatever and you're watching him and you're going, hey, damn, I could do that. Okay, <laughs> sure, I'll do it. Now, you may, you may wind up hurting yourself in the process, but you rely on somebody else to kind of help get you through. But, but it stops. It stops. 
you eventually, eventually. My parents taught me right from wrong. These parents are teaching their children how to do wrong things in order to get ahead. Yeah. And that's going to be counterproductive. You know, I hope their careers are crushed. They should be. You know, it's just like, which is another topic because yeah. it relates to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson because we just had the, um, did you watch the Michael Jackson thing? I haven't seen I, it yet. I've, I've heard discussions about it, but I did not watch it. Did you see any of the interview with R. Kelly? I saw a little bit of the interview with R. Kelly. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, he was, he's nuts. Oh. He's Use nuts. Use your mind. Use your mind, people. I don't. I don't get. I think I, his losses. I, well, I, I don't get. In those circumstances, when you think what you're doing is right, you're going to do anything to convince yourself that. You know, I'm sure Michael Jackson had the same issue. You know, I mean, I, I believe. Oh, um, they're delusional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they can't. They, they don't. They don't. They don't see wrong. right from wrong. They see what their way is right. It's and that's, that's just another thing. That drives me bananas these days. Your truth. Well, he's telling his truth. No, there, there, there is just the objective truth. truth. There's no such thing as your truth or my truth. No. There's my opinion. There's your opinion. There's your right and wrong. Your, your perspective, my perspective. Fake, that's fake news. There's no such thing as fake news. It's news. No, it's either, it's either lies or it's news. Right. There's no fake news. It's if it's fake news. It's a bunch of lies. We'll call it what it is. It's not fake news. Somebody lied. Somebody made up a bunch of lies. We're gonna call it fake news. It almost gives it some some sort of like weird... validity. Exactly, exactly. So, am I gonna quit listening to Michael Jackson because I've I've seen this thing? No. Are you gonna disregard people's art because of who they who they were or who they are? Oh hell no. I agree. I, I'm 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 not gonna associate. So like, here's a, ca a case in point. Ted Nugent. Okay. People hate his politics. Right. He's a right wing conservative. Right. So they're going to hate his music. I'm like, why? What? What's his music got to do with? Wango Tango got to do with Yeah, with the Great White Buffalo. Yeah, what? I don't understand. There's no reason for it. I got me some cat scratch fever. fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted, we'd love to have you on the show, by the way. That's on upright pays too, people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's no Les Paul. That's right. From a distance, from a distance as well. He was at least three feet from was, the instrument. I was like, I was like, stray cats. Yeah. I, I start spinning the damn thing. Woo! Uh, don't that's do, rock and don't roll, that. baby. That's a, that's a nice bass. I know. Do I shouldn't do that to my baby. Yeah. But, so yeah. So why would people? Oh, I'm not going to listen to his music. Well, well, like let, let's take Michael Jackson for for. for that's a great thing because he's gone. He's passed. He's passed. So. Anybody that writes any definitive history of Michael Jackson now is using what information they have and with no rebuttal from Michael Jackson. I'm not saying that his rebuttal is going to give a lot of light toward this, but this is my point. Michael Jackson was in the spotlight from what, age four? Maybe age five? I don't think he had an, I don't think he was rubbing dirt in wounds. He wasn't rubbing dirt in anything. He he was, get, he was getting he was getting yelled at by his father. He was not getting fish hooks in his thighs. No, he was not. He was not falling was out not, of trees. He was. He, that's why when he became older, he wanted to have the childhood that he lost. That we had. That we had. That's yeah. why he got Neverland, and that's why he had yeah. lions and tigers in his damn cages and monkeys and shit. You know, the man did not have a childhood. Now, now, does that mean that what he did is okay? No. Did what he do? Can it be psychologically determined that he had it, it was partially because of his upbringing? Yes. Well, sure, but that's like a sociopath. Right. You, you, a sociopath is still wrong. 
they're wrong because they they were brought up a certain or way. a society whatever their socio you know their, their environment had, has influenced them to the point where they can't tell that what they're doing is wrong or yeah uh, well so it, like it, a psychopath is different because they're just kind of born that way but a sociopath is from environmental impact or from impact sure. from society sure. that's what you're talking about right socio I think I don't know. I'm just a bass player from Pittsburgh. I, and I'm a bass player from Let's make a disclaimer. I want to make a disclaimer right here. Yeah. I am. I do not have any degrees or I did not stay at the Holiday Inn Express last stay, night. I did not stay. But, but the, the, I just think that I still like Michael Jackson's music. I'm going to listen to Michael Jackson's music regardless of if they if they have a hundred people come out and say that he did this or he did that or he bribed this with this or whatever he did. But I'm not going to hire these morons that. Try and get their kid. It's like they should be banned. They should go to jail. Is what they, they should, should do. They should, they should go to jail. They should go that's, to jail. Not be able a, to make their that's art. A sca- that's a scam. Making yeah. art is 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 not. A, I don't think it's a right. I think it's a privilege. Right. And you should be denied that that privilege if you're not living by the rules of society. And think about this, Jr. Uh, you know, hopefully some people that listens listens to this podcast are, are musicians, so they'll understand this statement. If somebody came up to you and said. You did this. We don't like you. We're taking away your ability to play music, to be involved in the music, to have a bass around to play. It would devastate the shit out of you. Like Monk? Like Monk, yeah. Took away his cabaret card and he yeah. was done. He was done. Because yeah. of why? Because he was... Because he, he was black. Well, he was black and he, he was he was a little eccentric, too, on top of everything else. Yeah, but let's be honest. It was, it was Yeah, it was a black thing, yeah. Yeah. So, but in, yeah, that's that's what they did exactly what you said. Yeah, if you're stri- they took away his passion, only you know because yeah he was eccentric and, and he was black, and they wanted they didn't want him involved in that at all. It, so yeah, but that's different than breaking the laws that you know govern oh, our society. No, no, I, I'm throwing this in this particular case. If Felicity Huffman and, and the other person that was involved in this. If you stripped away their art and their craft, their passion, their love, their, their being an actor or an actress, mm-hmm. and you told them they couldn't do that anymore, and they were shunned by society, and they weren't hired to do anything, whether it was a television commercial or a soap opera or whatever it was, and they lost that ability. Right. I, I don't know them, but I would imagine that if that's their craft and they love that, they would be devastated. And they, Now, that, that would be a way to punish them for what they did. Go to jail. Well, that's, jail too will take care of that. That's what I'm talking. It's, although, it's like, although the problem with jail is you go to jail like that and you're famous, in a way you come out more famous. You know, like Johnny Johnny uh, well, uh, Cash or OJ. Yeah, you know he went to, he went to jail and all of a sudden people are patting him on the back like, yeah, Joe OJ, you're great. I don't uh, know. I don't know. You become a pariah. Well, you can't tell him. It wasn't. It, can't tell him that. I mean, he he won't. He doesn't think he's a pariah. I would put him in that same category of someone who's delusional. And oh, yeah, I yeah. really don't know with OJ. It's possible. It's possible that he did not do it and that he was covering for his son. Covering for his son? You think yeah, his son I think did his it? son might have done it. See, I, I, think, I don't know who did it, but I think Al Cowings and uh, OJ were there. And they, That's, and, and I, they, I, yes, and very they, possible. They, they walked up afterwards, and yeah. OJ, all that, all that Bruno Marley shoes or whatever the hell those, those yeah. shoes that he had, he showed up in there and he, he, he just went, oh my God, oh my God. And he's, he's like, like spinning around yeah. in circles and shit. And that's why he ran home and that's all that stuff. I think he was there, but I don't think he killed them. And that's just, think, me, yeah. that's just me saying that. I don't, and I, I don't know enough about it. I, watched the, I remember watching the whole damn trial. Oh, I, was in, I was in Japan. We were staying yeah, up late watching I was in Hawaii. Watching yeah, watching yeah, we, that we stuff. We were staying up late watching that stuff. That was crazy. It was, but, it was ridiculous. But 
I still think some of the movies is and are very funny. <laughs> oh, I love the police police squad. Yes. Oh my yes. god, that stuff is hilarious. Norbert, Norbert, Norbert yeah. that's that's perfect. He's so good. Uh, that that and that kind of stuff. In that regard, you can look at him as an actor. You can look at him as a football star, and you can look at him as a criminal. There are three parts to his life. Right, and you can't take away the arts. He, he, no, he you can't. Gained. You can't wait. It, well, it's just like Peter. Beautiful Ro runner. It's just like Peter. It's, it's like you know. It's like watching art. Watching yeah, him it's run just back watching him walk, walk, yeah. walk, running around back and forth. That was that was freaking amazing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But here's where I am. I have a daughter down in Florida. Okay. And I'm like, you, you've got to get a job this summer. You've got. Okay, Dad, I'm gonna get a job down here in Florida. Well, if you come up here to Dayton, Ohio, you could get a job at the base and have room and board. And it's room and board. She's gonna have to pay for her place down there. You know, the college is it, it, college is a, a scam. They're gonna get their money. You can't get a nine-month lease, so you're gonna pay for the lease. But I'll pay for your food here. I might help you with your gas, or we can ride, work together. So why don't you apply for a job up here? Because it, it's about six hundred bucks a week. Whoa. Yes, an internship for. An, you know, soon to be junior is pretty good money. Six hundred bucks a week times three months comes out to be about seven grand. Where can you make seven grand at the university? You're not gonna do that. Selling plasma? Well, yeah. Even then, even then. So why don't you come home? Well, I don't know, Dad. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Oh, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. The car that you're driving is in my name. So, I might just come down there and get that car. Because I like that car. Maybe I'll drive Maybe I'll drive that car. You know, because if you're not going to contribute to your damn education, I'm, why should I contribute to it? That's where I'm at. I'm like, you, well, go, go you figure it out on your own, damn it. Because I'm tired of... I don't... I love to help you. I love you. I'll always love you. You're my child. But if you're not going to bother... You know, if you'd rather be surfing, I, hey, guess what? I'd rather be surfing in the summer, too. So sometimes we have to earn our way. So, yeah, I'm about ready to... I'm doing the exact opposite of what these people are doing. I'm like, oh, yeah? I'll, I'll take your car and disown you. I still love you, but I'll disown you, damn it. I, obviously, nobody is really watching this. We uh, haven't put it up on YouTube yet. Or, you know, oh, and, my gosh. It's the two faces of JR. He's like, I love you. And then he's like, over here. Ah! <laughs> like, Get your shit together. <laughs> Unfuck yourself. <laughs> Unfuck yourself. Private pile. Private pile. <laughs> oh, there's a great movie. I tell you. I miss our, our, our you know. The military's done wonderful things for me. Like, you know, you know, I went to the military training instructor school. That's right. That you was are, fun. You were an MTL. No, I was, yeah, actually academy version of that, the Air Force Academy. Did, but I did, went through did, the actual enlisted MTIS, Military Instructor School at Lackland Air Force. Lackland, yeah. yeah. Did you get the get the, uh, the hat? The no, hat? I don't get a hat. What? No, I didn't get a hat. Went Why through, not? Went eight weeks to the school. I thought you graduated and they gave you a hat. No, you go you go eight weeks and then you have to push a flight for another four weeks, I think, or you, six So you, you didn't push a flight? No, I went back to... Push your own I went flight. back to Colorado Springs. You buy yourself a hat. You need one of those hats. Nah, nah. Yeah, with the little strap. Oh, no, you did too. No, no, the strap's you on the back. The strap Whatever. The back. I'd put it on the front. <laughs> you would. <laughs> yeah, I would. They go, your, your hat's in the wrong place. Shut up. <laughs> to get the hat, you have to 
push a flight through basic training, however long that you know takes, and then and only then are you entitled to wear right. the campaign hat. So I would. All right. So yeah. so the I'm going to split hairs because I want to hear this. Sure. When you were in back went to back to Colorado, mm-hmm. you're pushing people through the through the. Oh no no it's a totally different totally job. different thing. So yeah. What, what, reason, what was it? Because that that'll help me understand. So what we do with, with the enlisted people do at the Air Force Academy is kind of educate. The kid, help you know guide the cadets. Okay. Help the officers uh, understand enlisted perspective. You're like the drill and ceremonies guru for the unit. Okay. They come to you. Help them with um, inspections. Anything like that. You help them with. But you don't. You don't do the yelling. So you sat around in an office all day. And when they, yeah. When yeah. they said, uh, you know, Tech Sergeant Herb, what's the uh, the regulation for uh, you know. Uh, uh, drill and ceremony. Well, yeah, I'd say, well, it's, it's 36, you know, blah, 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 36, and 24 minus 17 is 35. Or 30 days past it's been a while. April, yeah. But usually, um, a, a lot of it was like counseling. No. Oh. You know, a lot of it was they get in trouble for drinking on campus and then they have to come. Now, you know, Johnny, you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> Give me that alcohol. Let me have that. This is on base and on point, brought to you by. Dark, Dark Horse. Tonight it's Merlot. It is a Merlot tonight. Yeah, which, thank I you. was in a Merlot it's, mood. It's uh, very nice, smooth. Yeah. Dark, uh, so, Dark Horse. So if you were drinking Dark Horse at the Air Force Academy in your room and got caught, you'd have to be uh, talked to. You'd be in big. Well, you'd be more than talked to. Could be an Article 15. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Bad. It's bad. Not, you don't drink. So, okay. anyways, a lot of the, it, you're not pushing flights. Okay. You're not. It's it's not a drill instructor. It's it's more of a somewhere between so did you first get, sergeant. It's like a first sergeant rolled in with a TI rolled in with a den mother. So did you get a button or a pin or a, or a medal or you know a campaign button for your damn you know rack or something? I got a really cool um, sword. Sword. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's called the plaque and saber. Don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> A plaque and saber. saber. Is yeah. that something that you get in your heart and have to have surgery for? Uh, I think that's a stent. Oh, okay. Well, I thought plaque <laughs> in your heart. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So it's a great. It's you, a get great car- you get to carry it? No. No. So like you can't. You can get- hang it on the wall. I have it. It's, it's well, sitting. In, sit over here. I'll show it to you in a minute. All right. Okay. All yeah, right. it's nice. All right. Well, it's time for a tune. All right. What do you want to play? Um, let's do something you wrote. I, I wrote a piece. It was right after I uh, retired. It's called Days Gone By or 24 Years. Um, it's kind of a this nice... 24 years reference? How many, how many years I was in the Air Force. Oh, okay. <laughs> how many years oh, it took was... me to write the damn song? Days, <laughs> <laughs> Days Gone By. Days Gone By. So here, here it is. I hope right, you like it. Let's get set up here. All right. I'll do this.
Well, what do you think? That was fun. I, I always like playing that. It's nice because I because I wrote it on bass, so it's easy to play. It's a bit. It sits nice on the bass. It does sit nice. On Upright the bass. and electric. Yeah, we did some nice stuff on yeah, there. Like well, that. yeah. I've got to get the, um, the old upright out because i got a gig with the Stompers tomorrow. Oh, that's right, the Dayton Jazz Stompers. Yes, so yeah. we're going to go back in history about 100 years. Yeah, and, and probably get paid like it was 100 years ago. Uh, it's at the Dayton Art Institute. Oh, so you get so, a little... Yeah, yeah it'll nice. be okay. It'll get be playing okay. the Gothic Cloister. That's exact. How did you know? Because I've been here for a little while. <laughs> Apparently, I've I've worked I've worked that place before. Apparently, you don't yeah. don't go in the go in the front door. They said to go up the elevators. No, go in the front door. Are you serious? Go in the front door. Am I gonna get in trouble? No. Here's this for people listening to this that are musicians and want to learn how to go into a building when they think that they're supposed to go in the back door. Walk in the door like you know what you're doing. If you go through the front door and you need it, they're locked. No, they will not be. What time you have to be there? Four thirty. They will not be locked. They don't. They don't get locked till after five. Go in through the front door. When you get into the lobby, if you're looking at the lobby on the far right side, there's a little elevator to get you up the stairs to the second floor. That's where I'm going. That's where you're going. You, it, but it's really just a set of stairs. You're going to go up the set of stairs through a bunch of glass doors, and then you're going to go to the to the right through another set of doors. That's the Gothic cloister. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about how to get you know directions into my gig. Meanwhile, before we, we go on air, you're telling this great story about the chief of staff, future chief of staff of the Air Force, introducing, you know. I can tell that story again. That was, I was, yeah, that was. All right. Why, well, why didn't you, I'm like, what, what are you telling this story now? But no, you said, oh, I'll tell JR how to get to his, to, to the Gothic well, well, cloister. The, the, next time, the next time somebody comes to visit Dayton, they'll know where to go to the Gothic cloister. Oh, everyone's coming to Dayton. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's listening to this podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. ten people. All ten people. And and if you like us, please respond to us on Facebook. We have no responses right now. We're waiting for that first. We're waiting response. that first response. Anybody. Even if it's like you, you like us, but you, know, you want to see something different, just you know, I, I'm almost tempted to get my 80 year old mother to do that. Bueller. Bueller. Fry. Bueller. I saw him collapse at 31 flavors. Okay. Jesus. Uh, so, anyway. So, so, so I'm at this gig. So, so I'm at this gig with the in Japan for the, at the time, the three-star general Richard, kind of music playing. Richard Myers. Oh, just, you know, jazz, like you know, something, something simple. So we're playing some tunes, right? And the gig is supposed to be a little cocktail gig. And a cocktail gig is exactly what it sounds like. People are having cocktails. We're playing some tunes, we're having some fun, and we can pretty much do whatever we want, so long as it's quiet and people can talk in the background, or hear us in the background. So, after all that, it comes to dinner. Now usually what happens when you're playing cocktail music is you finish and you pack up, because if you wait too long, you won't be able to pack up because dinner and everything else is going on. So we grab our stuff, pull it all behind the curtain, and five of us are all changing our clothes. And we're talking a little bit in the process, but you know, it, it, I think we might have played through dinner um, because uh, they they were interested in still hearing us play. Lord knows why. Anyway, we finish and we are packing up. And then the future chief of staff of the of the Air Force, and wasn't he chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff too? Yes, he was for a long time. For a long time, Dick Myers, a wonderful man. He gets up on the mic as we're all half dressed, and he says, "And now." The band is going to do a show for us. We are all looking at each other like, shh, don't say a word. Maybe he will forget. And in the process, 
we're looking at each other, and I think I'm in charge. And they, they look at me and go, "What are we gonna do?" I go, "We haven't you got a show." I think I'm in charge. I think, well, I, it, when you think when you actually are in charge, you're really not in charge. So I, I thought I was. You in must charge. have been in charge then. Yeah. So they go, "What are we gonna do?" I said, "We haven't got a tune. We haven't got tunes. Not, I've worked. We haven't worked with all these people. These people are all you know kind of thrown together. So just keep packing up. Maybe they'll stop." So Dick Myers gets up there and goes, "Well, I guess the band's not going to do anything for us tonight." Okay. Well, um, I guess uh, we'll call it a night. Now, remember, this is a three-star general. You know, tantamount to you know to Jesus Christ Himself. You know, just just with rank. So the next day, the commander of the band gets together with all these people. In the meantime, what rank was he? Uh, he was a captain. I think, oh at God! The time. I don't think he. I don't think he was a major yet. I think he was a captain. Anyway, he. There's he, only one rank more dangerous than a captain. And that's a major. You damn right. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Amen. So he gets us all together. I met my supervisor and all the guys in, in the in the, the group, and the ops guy because the ops guy didn't have the right information. So he gets us all together, and I'm walking into this office going, "Well." This was a nice career. I'll just, you know, take my lumps and get my Article 15 and go home. You know. <laughs> so he starts the conversation by saying, "Well, I don't want to blame anybody for this, but I'd like to know what happened so we can't, we don't have this do this again." And this is the only time you're going to hear ever hear me give Phil Wade any credit. He said, "Nobody's to blame. If anybody's to blame, it's me for not for not making oh, sure yeah. this is right." He took he took his lumps as the commander. And I'm sitting there going, well, I'll be damned. So he asked the whole question, and it, what it came down to is that the person that was doing ops didn't get a copy of the latest script, which it had that we were doing a show in there. But up until then, there was no no real reason for us to do a show. But again, the, the Captain Wade is looking at us and going, this guy's a three-star general. If he asked you to do a show, you couldn't have done a show? And I'm going... No, sir. Not made the band. I'll bet I could have. Not done the band proud. Well, he didn't ask for that. No, he just he wanted didn't to ask show. For that. He just wanted to show. Yeah. You could have done something. Well, we didn't. What, the other thing is, have, we didn't have a PA system. We didn't have. We didn't. We weren't set up to do that. You had Jimmy Driscoll with you. No, I had John Cates. Oh. I had John Cates. Is he as good? He's as good. Jimmy you Driscoll. You could have done a feature. Yeah, he said Jimmy's just going to play for you. You said this. This is the. The Jimmy Driscoll. And you know, have him do like you know some kind of. They could do like. Some Gershwin or some, you know, it's, anything. It's, 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 any kind of show. Now, yeah, I, I, people I, wouldn't know. I will. I will. People say, don't know what they don't know. That's what I love about. Well, I, I will say this: it was a learning experience for me because I was I was at the Air Force about uh, twelve years, and I hadn't really had a chance to be in charge of anything. So, after that event, I made sure we were ready for flipping this pie, is, pie flipping. I love this. Things. I love this topic because failure. Failure is a great way to learn. It's the only way to learn. Well, no, it's not the only way. It's to learn. the best way. It's to the learn. best way to learn, but it's not the only way to learn. It is critical to learning. Yeah, it's critical. Yeah, it is. And it's this critical. Is what drives me bananas, because since you've left, we now have this thing called the Airman's Creed. Right. And at the very end, I will not falter, yeah. and then everyone says, "And I will not fail." And not learn from it is what I want to put it Because it's like we all fail. It's, well, it's we're all human it's beings. It's imperative. Like we just talked about me being at the academy. Right. I was told by leadership, the cadets can stumble, but they can't fall down. Don't run the squadron. You're an enlisted guy. I know you can run a squadron. 
But that's not what you're here for. You're here to help them. So let them make decisions. Let them figure out how they want to run their inspections. Let them figure out how to do things. And if they mess up, then they mess up. You know, we don't want cadets, you know, falling off of um, obstacles and killing themselves or, right. you know, things of that nature. So safety is, is one thing or another. But, you know, there, there are certain things we, we, we're not going to. Well, ultimately, you're teaching them how to be a leader, though. If you're trying to teach them how to be a leader, yeah. they're going to have to get have some rub some dirt on it. They're going to have to exactly. they're, they're going to have to make make a mistake. That's exactly right. And and that's what we did. That's yeah. why you don't get a hat. That's why at the Air Force Academy, if you're enlisted, you're not the focal point of the, the institution. You shouldn't be. And at Lackland Air Force Base and basic training, if you're you the are. TR, you're, or, I'm sorry, the TI. You're you're God Almighty. You are the focal point, and you yeah. get a hat, you and people hat. look up to you, and you got these taps on your shoes, and people are scared of shit of you. They need it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, but that's, that's how that is. But at the academy, the upperclassmen, you know, they're the ones who should be taking charge. They're the ones that are the focal point, and, and you've got, you can't do basic training four years oh, straight. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no, there's Nor would you there, want there's, to. There's no, there's no. And, and you're raising no. officers. You're not raising enlisted people. There are two different, two different, you know, outcomes that you're looking for. With with officers, you're looking for people with a more general um, perspective, a broader uh, perspective, and. With enlisted folks, were very detail oriented and kind of nuts and bolts oriented. Well, and I, I, I now realize we're talking about a, little, a lot of military stuff. And, and if anybody's listening to this, you know, beg your pardon. We're but both, it, we're both, it we're translates. Military, but it translates to, to real life. It, well, real life, it also translates to the business world. Sure. You know, because you have the executive people, you have your corporate people, then you got people making widgets. Well, it's and, the same thing. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out because there I'm thinking about one person in particular. Um, actually, there's two people in my in my career that. They were young officers, young lieutenants, um, that benefited from the experience that I had where I was as a staff sergeant and then as a tech sergeant, um, and having had a, a lot of time in the service. Because the, the other part of this is, is this. All the people that come out of the academy, not everybody that comes out of the academy is going to be a, a pilot. You'd like them to be, but they're not all going to be a pilot. No. But you a preponderance know, are. Well, I'm, I'm sure, what, 75 to 80% of them are going to be pilots something or something crazy. like that. But, but you still need people that are going to run desks for supply or, or you know. Well, or, most of the officers don't come out of the academy. They come out of? ROTC. ROTC. Well, no, actually, I think most of them come out of, um, um, what do you call it, where you already have your degree? OTS. OTS, yeah. right, right, right. But, uh, or it could be ROTC. It's one of those two. The academy is a very small Percentage oh, percentages the, the, of the officers, I, I, which are, are like the CEOs or I, I, you know executives. I guess I'm, I'm getting past the. Are you getting past the point of where, where I want to be with this? When you get a, a first or a second lieutenant in a new unit, now I'm using the bandit as an example. I'm sure this works other places. They think that they're ready in a lot of respects because they are. They have a degree. They've been trained. They've learned the ways of the officer and the ways sure, of, they're of, of the leadership. They're, they yeah. want to do this. But the one thing that they don't have is the thing that somebody like I had at the time, which was a breadth of experience of doing my job in different things and being able to afford them some of the opportunities that I had to learn where to make where I made mistakes and what to do and what not to do. Now, I realize that I'm enlisted and they're an officer. But there are certain times when you look at a, a lieutenant and say, yeah, sir, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, and I'll tell you why if you'd like to hear it, but if you don't, that's fine. Well, that's, that's the charge of the senior NCO. Well, their it, job is to, it's in their... It's know. in their... Cre well, I never got to be a senior NCO. I missed all that. You know, I was late for class that day. 
Um, but but as a, as a junior NCO, I still gave gave my opinion. It's still, on what for your responsibility to be a leader, right? As an non-commissioned officer, and, and you you need to be able to take and that. You can lead. Take that ability and do something with anybody, it. right? You know. So when these guys are ready to make a mistake, you're going, "Hey, no, I'm, hey, well, no, sir, a no." Smart, a smart lieutenant will listen. Sure, they will. The the, the one I one in particular is Don Schofield. Yeah, you know, Don God. Don was a lieutenant here. He's about to put on full bird colonel, I right? Think. Full yeah. bird and be in charge of the Air Force Band. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, Bob Pouliot, who got who oh, got, he him. got riffed. He was he was a captain at McGuire when the band deactivated. Uh, oh, back uh, in the day. Back in the day. He was, he was a great commander, yeah. and he was one of those guys where I could look at him and say, I'm sorry, sir, I think you got, you, you're wrong. No, Don Schofield was real smart because he, uh, when I showed up at here at Ray Pat, right. first time, I just sewn on Staff Sergeant, brand new E5. I was mm -hmm. a brand new NCO. I really didn't know what being an NCO was, and he was a brand new lieutenant. And yep. he had come in his office for like an interview or whatever and said, you're an NCO, and I really respect what you have to offer. And but he was going on and on, and I was like... Uh, sir, um, sir. Yeah, I was I was a senior. I'm, I, like, I, like a I, week I just, ago. That's yeah. exactly right. I was like, I just sewed on him. Yeah. I, I barely I, can take care of myself. I just, yeah, I'm just <laughs> figuring this shit out myself, sir. We'll we'll get through it together, I guess. I don't know. But, I'm new. And, see, and by the time I had got here in '97, I had uh, 14 years in the Air Force, and I had been a staff for a while. Because I got here in '98, right? And I just put on staff, right? And I had I had staff on for yeah. like. Six or seven years. This is a good time to uh, go deep to the go Weller. deep to the Weller. Okay, I've got the story. I've been saving this. I've, it's a beautiful story. This section is brought to you by Scott Weller, Scott and, Weller. and Dark Horse, and Dark Horse, and, and Jersey Mike's. And Jersey Mike's. I saw this one. We walked into we walked into Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is, is from you know Atlantic City, yes. and there was a big sign up there for Point Pleasant, New Jersey. So back in the day. Vinny was the bass player. Oh, uh, keep going. I'm I, going to set up. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny. What, what style of music are, are? Well, it's concert band, so I, I don't know. No, we're not doing just, that. I'll just, just play, play some two-beat stuff. It'll, it'll, it'll work. So here we are. Every year since 1983 when I got in, we were doing a tour of the shore in August. It was beautiful. It was one of the best jobs of the Air Force. We started up at Seaside's High, Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and worked our way south. I watched a, uh, <laughs> I watched a seagull take my ex-wife's funnel cake and fly off with it. And I got to play some gigs on, on Atlantic City's Chicken Bone Beach. And then we went to Point Pleasant. Now, Point Pleasant is a wonderful place. So we happened to be playing in Point Pleasant in 1985 which happened to be the 100th anniversary of Point Pleasant. So the commander, Captain Roy Bryling, decided he was going to have the band play Happy Birthday. Impromptuly. Impromptuly? Impromptu. 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 So he says, we're going to play Happy Birthday. Now here's Vinny in the back going, you realize this doesn't start on the one, it starts on the five. What key are we in? So he yells to everybody, we are in the key of F. Oh no, So it's gonna go bad. Yo, it's, not only did it go bad, my friend, it went bad twice. Oh boy. So, so here we go, we're, we're supposed to be starting on the C, right. the band is, is now starting on F, so it's... <laughs> we are now playing Chinese Happy oh. Birthday. So the entire band is playing this and nobody is changing and the, he conducts us through the first happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, and he cuts off the band. 
He puts his hands down. He doesn't tell us. Everybody's in the key of F. We're starting on a C. He just goes, okay, everybody, let's get this right. So the people that were playing in F started playing in C. The people who were playing in C started playing in F. So it sounded like the same thing again. After we got finished with that and it fell apart heartedly, the, the, the audience was laughing, and the gentleman that was the MC, it was a, a senior airman, Michael J. Posick. Michael J. Posick went to the band in D.C. and was playing in the, the Diplomats for the longest time. He retired. He's a, he's a photographer now for, as a civilian. So he gets up on the mic and goes, well, maybe we can come back in 100 years and get it right for you. <laughs> and somewhere, this is on tape. This is, this is why you need to have a little bit of theory to be a professional musician. And, you have to understand. And you have to communicate that with the people that, that are clarinet players mm. that may never have played Happy Birthday in their life. Yeah, but we've been on the bandstand doing it since... I was 15. Yeah, probably. So when this happened, there was a, a little shell uh, in the back and there was a door where we had the, we had the, uh, the, the uh, chairs for the band. I didn't play the next couple of tones. I got off and walked back in there. I was roaring <laughs> laughing for like 10 minutes. Oh my God! It was horrible. This yeah. this was my my version of Ghost of the Was <laughs> today it's your birthday. <laughs> I mean, birthday to you. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> oh, there's no reason I need to sing. Yeah, there you go. Sweet, sweet. So that's my go to the Weller. That was good. So was Scott, Scott wasn't at that gig, but just because it was an Air Force band. No, Scott, I think was it. Oh, was he? In 1985. <laughs> I don't know. No, maybe, maybe. When did Scott get there? Yeah, I think he did come in 1985. Brand new little. Brand new. Slick sleeve. Slick sleeve, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he came right out of high school. He didn't have no stripes. I was the guy that auditioned him. It's like, yeah, he's good, sir. Let's let's hire him. Bob Poulet was a command. No, Roy oh, Bryan was a commander. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Roy Bryan was horrible. He's a nice guy. But he's terrible. It's hard. It's hard to be a good leader. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the Air Force does a really good job of deliberately trying to develop leaders across the whole force. Yes. What company do you know will take their people that have been in three years and send them to a six-week course? To be a better leader. Yeah. It's true. The, 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 I'll, say, I'll say it this way, though. Absolutely agree with you. I will not 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 play the devil's advocate. However, that's devil's advocate. No, all right, it's then it's devil's advocate. Fine, <laughs> fine, be that way. You're so, being that way, but go ahead. I'm so interested in your perspective. The, the the only problem I have with that is this: we've had a conversation over the over the last several months about where you are in your career and how much you're not making the widgets anymore. Right. You know? You're the, you're the manager, but you're not making the widgets. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, widgets is playing. You know, being involved, us, in, involved yeah. in the playing stuff. So the, when I remember the first set of academies now that I went through, now mine was NCO preparatory course, which was two weeks long. Right, but you have to remember, that was a long time ago. Well, yes, the, 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 but the point of, the point of this, this statement has not necessarily to do with the time. It has to do I was with thinking the, of the quality. No, 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 it has nothing to do with the quality. Hmm. Where are you going? Well, I'll explain. When you're that young and you're making the widgets and you're learning to make the widgets in this particular case you're playing and you're, you're really engrossed in this whole thing, you don't necessarily see the big picture. 
But they don't see, and that goes across the entire force. Right. It, it could be the security forces guy that's guarding the gate. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It can be the intel guy. Right. It can be the maintainer. Right. They all, nobody wants to, nobody wants or, or is ready to see big picture right. and, three, four years and, in. And, and, what I'm, and they're what I'm, like, why am I here? This well, what is I'm, stupid. What, what I'm trying to say with that is yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Is, is if... Just like when your mother or your father asked you to do a chore, sometimes the chores were, were innocuous and harmless and you just did them because it's time to take out the trash. Maybe they were trying to get you to do something that had eventually more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And it was a big picture thing. If I teach you how to do your laundry or sort your laundry, when you get older, you'll know how to do it. But I don't want to sort my laundry. This is not about sorting your laundry. This is about understanding where you're going to be in three, five, and 10 years. Mm -hmm. The Air Force doesn't take that time. And I realize that, that maybe it's a little too touchy-feely, but they don't take the time to say, look, you've gotten to this point in your career. We want to help you get farther, and we want to send you this course. We understand it's taking away from you from your daily job, but you will come back and be able to do your daily job better. It that would Isn't take that implied? It is implied, but, but it, it is it is implied. But the but the problem but the problem is is that the the problem is is that you go to that school and for however long it is, whether it's six weeks, six days, two months, whatever, whatever. The first few moments you're in there, you're going, God, I don't want to go to this damn thing. As opposed well, of to some, course not. But as opposed to somebody saying, Look, if you give me your trust for a few days, or if you give me your trust through this material, I will show you the relevance of what you're doing. I'm not saying that you have to hold my hand and give me a pony, but I'm saying that sometimes it's, it's nicer as a, from a leadership position on down. Not always, but sometimes it's good to look at the people and say, I'm going to ask you to do something that doesn't really make sense to you right now, and I'm asking you to do it for two reasons. One, because I'm telling you you need to do it, and two, because it will help you. And I, th I don't think the Air Force really, even though it's implied, I don't think they tell us enough. This is something we're sending you to to help you. Well, we have this thing called the core values. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, yeah. what's that? The stuff you have to do more uh, ab work or whatever for your core? Your core, yeah. Okay. But one of them is integrity. I have integrity. It, it, well, integrity. And service, they spell it out. And they, cervix before self. I have yeah, all that stuff. But they spell it out and they say have faith in, have faith in the system is part of integrity. Yeah. So they do tell you if you bought well, and here's the thing: who are the leaders that were mentoring you and telling you what, what and why? Because I'm a huge believer in the why. I want to tell people why we're doing what we're doing. Oh, absolutely. Which wasn't the case back no. when we were young airmen. Well, well, I'll, I'll say this: I was fortunate. Some of my early early mentors and early leaders told me the why. You got There's no reason. Well. There's sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's not necessary, but, but I would say that sometimes is, is a small percentage. Yeah. I think, I think you need to say, say, this is why, this is what you need to deal with. Suck it up and deal with it. You know? And if you have to get directive as far as that, that's one thing. But I was lucky. The first two supervisors that I had, they told me, you need to do this, and this is why you're doing it. Some great like, okay. philosopher said, if we understand the why... We'll figure out the how. Yeah, the how's not it's like the, Nietzsche the or someone like that. Yeah. If, if if we can understand the why, right? The how, the what, and all it that. All takes care is, of itself. It really does. And Simon Sinek, have you read his book? No. It starts with why. 
Oh, really? Oh, okay. And he talks about, so you got to know your why. why. It's like our podcast. Why do we do this? We, we don't have a why yet. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> What's the drink I, I, wine? Th- I thought it was drink wine and hang and, out with and, you. <laughs> you know. And eat Jersey Mike subs. Right. That's kind of the what and the how, I think. We don't know the why. We have, oh, yeah. yeah, well. But the, so like Harley Davidson, why? What is Harley Davidson's why? Because people need bikes. No, what are they selling? What's Harley Davidson selling? Oh, they're selling. They're selling America. They're selling a label. They're selling a, a, a thing. They're a, selling freedom. Well, that's America. Yeah. They're selling yeah. freedom. Yeah. Really getting a bike and have. They're the not selling motorcycles. The women, they get the it now. Yeah. They get it. They're selling freedom, and that's what people are buying when they buy a Harley. They're buying freedom. Freedom. Yeah. What does um, Microsoft sell? A lot of expensive bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Innovation. They're selling innovation. Like I said, a lot of expensive bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the why. Right. You know, and then they figure out the how and the what, you know, as the circles get bigger, you figure out all that. But oh. at the core, you got to know your why. And if companies can figure out their why and get their people to, that's, now this is what you were just talking about. You got to get buy You can that's get, it. that's it, you got to get buy That airman to buy into. The why. Why am I going to this stupid class for six weeks where it has nothing to do with my job? Right. Well, let me tell you why. Right. You know, because it's important because X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. And the last one is always... Integrity. Because I told you so. Shut up and call it. Because you raised your right hand and I just saw him swear to support and defend the Constitution. Blah, blah, blah. It's time for another tune. What are we playing? Uh, we got a blues... Can we have a blues um, we're going to play? I think we're gonna do a, let's do a Latin tune. Oh, all right. I, uh, I wrote some changes for a Latin tune. All right. Um, who's playing the head? I think let's, I am. Okay, you play the head. I'll just I'll just do some bird sounds. Okay. Just like Robert Robert uh, Fripp and uh, that was Adrian, Adrian Blue. Blue. Adrian yeah. Blue was doing what, the bird one of those sounds. damn guitar players. Yeah. yeah I'll, right. do, I'll do a little bird sounds at the top, and we'll see how this works out. All right. Here we go. Can we do a timeout? I can't stop it. Well, we yeah yeah. Once I stop it, I I can't. I have to start again from the beginning. I was gonna go get a bottle of wine. Oh well, we're definitely stopping. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, man. Nice changes. Thanks. I like that little. That, that's got potential. Yeah, it sure does. I really you like know, it. It's it's like children. Let's go back to children. They all have this thing called potential. What is that? Potential. Yeah. What is potential? See, like this tune it has potential. Well, I mean, is it something I can touch? No. It's an eva it, 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 It's an evaluation of. Yeah. Potential itself is, is a vague item, but when you're talking about something like if you say at 15 years old, when did you start playing bass? You start playing bass? Uh, sixth grade. So you were 12? 12. 12. So Remember last podcast, it was... <laughs> it was... It was sixth grade, I was... You were 15? Yeah, I got yeah. it all backwards it last time. I was 15 at 12. Yeah, but the point is, is at 12 years old when you start playing bass... If you're picking up the facility of the instrument and your hands are in the right place, you've got good technique, and somebody looks at you and says, wow, this kid's got potential. Now, that potential can be vague because it's saying that you're going to be good. It's not based on something specifically as fact. It's based on some things that you see. So if, if we talk about a bass player and we, and we compare you to, to uh, somebody famous like Ray Brown and you're playing upright bass, and I give you something to play, and you play this, and you go, wow, your sound's really good. You've got, a, you've got a really nice walking bass sound. You're playing these nice lines. I think you have the potential to play, you know, as well as or, or in the same vein as, as, a, as a famous bass player. But, I mean, it requires vision. Well, yeah, absolutely it requires vision. If I, I can if I, see. I can That's the thing. You, you see potential right. in somebody. So what, what are you seeing? You're not actually seeing what they're playing. Uh-uh. You're seeing the future. Right. It, your potential's like a, a you're crystal. Take, you're taking, we're taking what you're doing. Putting a and, crystal ball. Well, yeah, but, but, but that's, that would be like me looking at you at, at five and saying, you potentially could be Pete Rose. But I think five-year-olds do have potential. Well, you can sure, see potential on five-year-olds. Sure, but, but you don't have a potential to be a, a National League baseball star. Um, maybe and, not. You know, well, and, and you're making that determination based on what? Potential. <laughs> yes, potential. But potential, yeah, potential. But potential is, more, is more than just a vague set of You tires. haven't grown yet, so we don't know how large you're going to be. But I, you have the I, think I'm, I think I'm done. You, not you. I mean the five-year-old. <laughs> oh, oh, the five-year-old has the potential. At five years old, I think I was done. <laughs> at five years old, they have the potential to, you know, maybe be five. What was Randy Johnson, like six, six seven, seven or six, something? Eight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have Don't the potential to do that. Well, it's just like looking at a dog and saying they've got big paws; they're going to be a big dog. They have a potential to be a big dog. Oh, so okay, potential and, and dogs, uh, puppies' paws are, are there's a there's a so, symbiotic so relationship. So you hold up there. your paws and, and I say, oh, oh you could be a bass potential. player. You could be a bass potential. player. Potential, it's got potential. Yeah, yeah, that's potential. How do you realize it? Though? That's the question. Well, realizing it is not just is not just your own actions. You've got to have help. I don't think you can do that by yourself. Oh, I don't know. Or let's say, let's say it this way. For most mortal men and women that don't have a uh, fantastic gene that can run fast, or like, uh, what's his face, uh, Usain Bolt, 
You know, yeah. that, that guy's a ridiculous runner. He had he has potential and he has natural ability. Well, he realized his potential. Right. Well, he realized his potential. But yeah. somebody like that guy from Rudy from from Notre Dame football. He had no potential. He had no potential at all. But he had a lot of heart. I just yeah. watched that. That was really good. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. But 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 look look at Mike Tyson. Okay. He was a product of someone seeing potential. Seeing potential. What that? What's his name then? Uh, Andre Muhammad Ali's trainer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I Pretty much. Made, made, well, I would say brainwashed him from the age twelve to. Yeah. Well, to look, be, look at look at Tiger Woods and his father. Yeah, that's another good example. Tiger Woods' dad is taking there going, "I'm going to make you the best golfer ever," and he put him through his paces at five, six, seven, you know, making noise while he was putting, dropping stuff all over the place, yelling and screaming, hmm. you know, and and Tiger Woods did Tiger Woods have that potential and fulfilled it, or did his father? Give him that potential. Was it forced upon him? Right. Did his father give him that potential and make him do that? Put put him to the point where he said, "I'm going to make you better." Yeah, I don't. That's interesting because I don't know that you give someone potential, or if you give them training, they have they have to have some innate. Well, they have to have some innate talents in there. You know. If, yeah, I mean, we I have students that they have no pitch or time. You you don't have the potential to play string bass if you don't have pitch or time. Yeah, there's a problem. It's, right, or, or, yeah. or you know, a famous line, you can't swing from a rope unless you push them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, and you, you just look at them and go, I'm sorry. You're just not. Not everybody in the planet can be a musician. Or, or needs to be or wants to be. Right. That, that's part of it, too. Yeah. I mean, the potential can only be realized if you have drive and if you have determination and you have practice. Um, you have to be able to do all those. And I, I'm not talking about specifically uh, music. If, if you're not driven to hit a golf ball a thousand times in a day, if you're not um, driven to take batting practice, if you're not driven to throw, you know, a right. hundred balls, if you're not dr- driven to, you know, to get in front of a bowling but alley and what's play. It, but what's, you know, I'll go back to the vision part. You have to see the future. And I think that human beings have a, a rare... I don't know that dogs see potential in one another, or other beings. I, I, only humans really sure. have this vision of the future. There, what's that sentient? I mean, or whatever that well, yeah, well, I, maybe that's it. The sentient, or we get kicked out of the Garden of Eden, so now we're here. We have to do something. Oh crap! Yeah, what are we <laughs> now? I'm do? human. What are we gonna do now? Darn it! You know, I have to oh, do this, something. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna die. Ah, yeah. I know. I like like squirrels. You know, they'll grab acorns and. Storm for the winter, but that's not potential. I don't think that's yeah. I that's think survival. I think that's yeah. Some kind of learned behavior. It's not really vision, seeing the future. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of going with this. Okay. Just out of listening to that tune, I'm like that tune has potential. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the name of the tune. That, this tune has. We're gonna just call it potential. Potential. All right, that'll be the name of the tune. Cool. There were, hey, we, we, <laughs> hey just, we made a tune. We, we made a tune. See, this is where the, this is this is why this is our this is our why this is this why is we why. do I, I will, what we do. I will this say this what uh, we, yeah, because this is our why. Over over the last you know month and a half that we've been doing this. Yes. And I mean we've been doing it longer than that, but the the these these have been in the can. Yeah, know, the published ones we're putting out there. It, it's it's made me start you know playing through changes and trying to write some melodies and it's, you know. And it's really made me wish I had time. To, Right, in that, in that particular case, I think I got more time than you do. 
<laughs> Lord knows, I think I have more time. Oh, to I'm fine. I'm having fun. That's that's important. If it not really having, is. If you're not having you know, fun. What the fuck are you doing? You know. When I'm not having fun, I'm deuces. I'm moving on. And, and not that. That's right. And it's not that fun and happiness are the end all be all. No, but that you know because there's there's I think there's places we can go as human beings that are, are beyond that. Sometimes where you feel like we talk about uh, sometimes around a gig, and you're playing and you're just on. Mm-hmm. It's like this. You're in this mindful state. Right. And it's beyond happy or, or, you know, whatever. It's 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 just something that's it's almost you're in touch with something. There's there's a book I'm reading now. I, I haven't read it long enough to really pontificate a lot on it, but it's I'm going to anyway, I guess. Um, it's about a, about a thing called ecstasis, which is a, a, a Greek word. If I if I got it right, but it's about ecstasy, and it talks about. How your body gets... I can't do that. I'm in the Air Force. Not that kind of ecstasy. <laughs> no, that's faux ecstasy. That's, that's ecstasy. It, okay, sorry. It, but, but, it, but it has... It, it, it's rooted a little bit in, in what, I, what it is. This starts out with the story of a, one of Socrates' disciples. And this guy went and stole some kind of elixir that belonged to the gods. And this elixir... <laughs> was supposed to make you dazed and confused and it also released some kind of potential where you saw ah. this fantastic creativity and you had all this ability to do stuff outside of yourself just like Led Zeppelin but it, in the process I guess he got caught with this stuff and it led if I understand the story correctly, and if, if I'm wrong and somebody corrects me, you know, I'm not... No one's listening, and so you're good. <laughs> well, eventually, somebody will go back to listen to this, like, and we're, oh, yeah, we're both 70. Stuff, this shit was terrible. This guy was talking about somebody, somebody from Greece, and he was wrong. The, 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 you got to dig deep into the old arm base, and I'll point, man. The back before, back before they changed their logo, <laughs> and they were sponsored by a better wine company, man. <laughs> they were really deep, and Vinny was always wrong, man. <laughs> Everything he said Everything was wrong. Everything he said was like... <laughs> And JR was like calling him out on it, man. And you, you, you got to go back and dig into that shit because it's out there, man. That shit's that's out the, that's there. That's the classic stuff. That's, the, that's, that's what this country's built on, man. It's like Ford. <laughs> so, so this book is called Stealing Fire. Yes. And, and it talks about um, Navy SEALs and all these people that flip switches to become oh. less selfless and more team-oriented. Interesting. Yeah, but it, it talks about different it's things ex- to do it. What was this? Ecstasis, if I'm saying it ecstasis. right. Ecstasis. Yeah, that's the Greek the Greek word. And it, wow. But it talks about looking to be outside yourself and making all these great creative and, and wonderful decisions and being f- forward thinking and this and this and this. But it speaks to purpose. Yeah. Because your purpose is to take care of whatever it is you're it's not happiness it's there's not this fulfillment of oh i'm happy or i'm not having fun right these these are, are things that you know we like to talk about and, and kid around about but at the end of the day when you have purpose like a navy seal my purpose is is a, is a team i'm a team man right you know i'm on the team this is my job on and and you've got to think that way because the navy got navy seals they talk about how much it costs to make a navy seal oh yeah by the time you get done it's like it's supposed to be like five hundred million dollars or something, some crazy thing. Or $50 remember, million. remember when we were kids? Yeah, the six million dollar man. The six million dollars. It's like man. that's a lot of money that's to put into one man. Now it's like I just like to know. I just like to know what kind of parts do you? I mean, he, he was missing an arm and a leg and an eye. No, no, no. He had two legs. That's two why legs. he ran so fast. Oh, okay. So, so it was. So had, what were the legs like? We replaced two, two, two legs. dollars each. 
Up and, well, yeah. That's two million arms, dollars each. Arms the arm was be a, one. The arm's got to be, yeah. And the eye was one. To, or, you he know. could hear, too. Remember, he had special hearing. Oh, that's right. That's probably even more expensive because oh, it's... Yeah, because you've you got to put shit in there and it's got to last, yeah, so it's, it's got to be well, gold or platinum deep, deep or titanium. Deep into titanium. the brain. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you get that equilibrium. <laughs> well, it was, it was Steve Majors. He didn't really have a brain. Well, you he know. was a $6 million dollar man. man. He's probably still around, too. But that's not... Um, what did we put into a Navy SEAL? A, a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. money. A lot of money. And and the point is, is that when... When they, when they work as a team, they got to stop thinking about themselves. They got to think about yeah, the, the man, the man in, front, in front of them. So if they, well, and you, you do that, I you'll try. do that Saturday. Oh, operate as a team as a yeah. musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you will. Yeah, yeah, and in that in that process, you have to be able to play and be cognizant and be aware of your surroundings. But and yourself. Out, but but you have to be out a little bit outside of yourself because you, you want to play in such a way where you're. Well, there's a connectedness. Yes. You've got to stop. You, but you got to stop thinking necessarily about yourself. You got to think about everybody. Awareness. Awareness. Connectedness. Mm -hmm. they, they had. I, I'd have to go look. For, it's it's selflessness. Oh, crazy. there's three other yeah. ones. There are three other ones, and I don't know them off the top of my head. I, I've only read like 50 yeah. pages of the 200 pages. These things all kind of tie into what I teach. With um, the resiliency. Yeah, stuff? with the resiliency, because you have, you have the um, domains. And within the d domains, like the domains are pretty simple. It's like physical. Your physical domain is like, um, it's not just lifting weights, but it's also nutrition. Right. It's it's recovery. Right. It's, you know, so those are the physical domains. And you have a spiritual domain. And it's not, oh, go to church. Right. You know, your spiritual domain really is about your core values. How you take care of relates yourself. To your, you... Well, it relates to your purpose. Right. Your purpose in life and, and things of that nature. And, you know, the, the mental domain Awareness, connect, you know, uh, social domain, connectivity, you know, those are all things that fall underneath right. these larger blocks that, you know, really are kind of critical to our survival as human beings because we're, we're, we're not asked to come into this world. We're just like somehow, here we are. <laughs> well, that, that, when you were asked to be a human being or to be on this planet, what made you say yes? Um... <laughs> Um, I had no money. I had no money. And My they, point is, you were not asked to be here. You're I was just like, I, I was told if I followed the like, light, what the hell am I doing here I, on this planet? I was told if I followed the light, I would be rewarded with a lot of things. I have yet to have those that promise, you know, fulfilled. Fulfilled. There's plenty of time left for that. I've got, I've got, I've got some demands. I really like. I have some demands right now. You know, I've come in, I've come on far enough. This person like, that I yeah. said, they sold me this bag of goods. Yeah, I'm and like, I'm like, hey, now I'm on this planet. You said, hey, go live. Where's my, where's my, you know, my stuff. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, because eventually I got to give the stuff back, and I don't want to give it back yet before I have it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you, when you leave here. You leave in the All same the way. stuff they promised you, you have to give back. Think, so. think, think about this this analogy. All right. When you leave the womb, you're headed for a light. You know, you're headed you're headed for the yeah, light. You're of coming the, out of the darkness. Coming out of the darkness yeah. into the light. And when you die, you're headed back into the light again. Apparently, that's what they say. You know. So wait, wait a minute. You, you know. So so you you made a big giant circle. Possibly, you know. circle of life. I need to watch it. I've never seen the Lion King. Have you? Yes. I need to watch that. And your, your kids are old enough for that stuff. I know, but we never really watched that one. Or what I, did, I what Disney it. stuff did what Disney stuff did you watch? Toy Story 2. Oh god. Toy Story 1. Oh god. I love that show. They, they, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> this is a funny thing. It's like I'll be I remember 
Okay, so I had the triplets, and they're sitting there watching Toy Story, whatever. And I'm, we're living in West Carrollton. It's not the nicest. You know, it's, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, it's a nice little house. But it was a little older, and it needed repairs. So I would go into the garage and go, okay, I need to drill, and I need this screwdriver, and I've got to get some of this, and I got my hand, you know, and let's put it all in a bucket and grab this. And I'm walking past the kids, and there's Woody. I got a snake in my boot. I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. Oh, I love this scene. So I'll just stay and watch this scene. 30 minutes later, I'm still standing there holding the bucket and the drill. And I'm like, why don't I put this shit down and just watch the damn movie with my kids? There you go. <laughs> you know, or what was the other one? Shrek. I oh, donkey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> donkey. Does anybody else know the way to Lord Farquhar's <laughs> castle? See, see that there's a certain point in time it, when you have triplets, I guess, you know, you're kind of stuck in that realm. But there's a certain point in time where I've seen enough Disney movies. I don't want to see Pocahontas or Mulan or any of those movies again. But here's the thing about some of those movies. They teach you valuable lessons. They are. Um, yes. Jordan Pearson talks about them. Disney, really? Yes, because it relates to um, archetypes. Oh, and, okay. and the hero, and like Pinocchio, hero and the villain. That's a that's like a Pinocchio story. is 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 very a very old story. Sure, because it relates to um, going into the abyss. Okay, to try and find your father right. who's broken. Right, and that's that's a that's an ancient. It's a very ancient story, and it relates to. Um, Going into chaos and making order of chaos, which is really some heavy, heavy I, stuff. I've, I've listened to a little, little bit of Jordan, not very much, not as much as you have. Uh, and he's very interesting, but it, but you know, you need you need some, like, you need some wine and some time to listen to that. I like to listen to him on the way to work, on the way home. The ride's not that long. I know. <laughs> I have to pause it because he starts talking about something. I like, Whoa, hold it! I've got to think about this. Whoa, stop Stop the press. What did he just say? What did he just say? Because yeah. he'll go. And then he, he's on to something else. And I'm like, that's really profound. It's heavy stuff because he digs into, uh, I mean, he digs deep. And he's very, A, he's very well read. Yeah. He's. Um, is he very religious? He's very religious, I, isn't he? I, I don't know if he's very religious, but I, I, I'm coming to find that he's, he's kind of coming back to his. Roots and his religion I think, because I think it, isn't he a Catholic? I think, I think he's a Catholic. I don't know that he is. I'll have to look look into that. Um, but he's also a clinical psychologist. Right. Well, you have so to he's be, seen yeah. some really dark, yeah, shit, you know. And then he's also um, he's just smart. He's just smart, smart as a whip. Yeah, it's just he's fun to listen to. He's fun to read. Even the reading stuff. I'm I'm on chapter three of his book, and it's like oh. I, once again, I can't. I have to like put it down and just think how it relates to my life. Right. And we've talked about this. It's like you can't compare yourself to me and vice versa. Right. You have to compare yourself to you yourself. yesterday. Right. That's brilliant. Yeah. If you if you start if you start analyzing yourself based on what you see in somebody else, oh, I want to be like Jr. You know. That's a problem. Well, yeah, because there's only one of you, and you're never gonna. I'm never gonna be anything but a but a cheap copy if I wanted and, to. And that's what's going on. In, like with Facebook and Instagram and all this bullshit that's out there because it's like 
you see this facade that these people put out. It's all fucking bullshit, man. It's that's not them. They got problems. Everybody has problems. Their shit stinks. Yeah. You know, they they, they probably have the the more perfect they look online, the less likely they are. The more they're R. Kelly mm -hmm. or Michael Jackson well, well, or think, whatever. It's think, like, come on, man. Think about this. It, 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 this is a, a, a social thing. We as a as a public persona don't know how to be social anymore unless we're close to a phone or a computer. We're, we don't have the ability to, you go, you, 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 we've talked about this before and I know I'm belaboring an old point. We go to a, a restaurant and there are two people sitting in a restaurant and they're on their phones. Yeah. They may be talking to each other. Maybe, maybe not. It's a, it's a great skill to have and develop and I use it all the time. I well, use sure. it when I, come, when I come through the gate on the base to be able to just look, look that guard in the eye and say how's your day and yeah. really mean it yeah yeah you have to have the, the you know? ability to and talk just, to just kind of like joke with them for a second just for a second whether it's about the weather or how busy it is or you whether, know how, yeah. or something fucked up that i did you know i just make fun of myself you know be self-deprecating and, and have a little fun with you know but there are but there are a lot of people love, a lot of people don't do that but you know you they, miss they, out, that's a huge part of what what we are as human beings is we're social we're supposed to beings. be. No, we are. We are. But but when you're doing it like this with it in front of your face, it's not really meeting the demand no. that um, you really can meet when, when you make a true human connection. So so when it, when it comes to Facebook, and you have friends on Facebook, and, and a lot of the friends that you that you have, they originally started for me. They were friends that I got. Uh, oh, I haven't seen Dane Transu, my old buddy from yeah. high school. Yeah. I haven't seen Patty Barnes, my old yeah. friend from high yeah, school. Yeah, that's why I started with those you, old you, high school you kids. You start getting all the high school yeah. or your college friends that you get. And then you get other suggestions. Oh, well, if, because you know this person, you might know, Oh, I remember him from high from school. Work. Or whatever. And then there's this guy. And then, but, the, yeah. but then the, the ones for me that, that I, I laugh at, I have. I'm very happy to have them. But at the same time, I'm friends with Eddie Gomez. Eddie Gomez is a wonderful person, I'm sure. But if I ran into him on the street and said, hey, I'm a Facebook friend, he'd look at me and go, huh? Well. I mean, he's promoting himself, and he, and he realizes that he's, he sees it's it also on a, a commercial player. platform. It's a, it's a commercial platform at the same time. And by the way, if, if you're out there, please visit us. Eddie Gomez? Oh, my God. If, no, visit us on our base and off point. If you visit us at all, I will, I will send you money. I yeah, we're waiting for our first person to put a comment on our Facebook page. Somebody, please. Somebody, anybody. Mom, if you're listening. Please, Mom. I, uh, my, my little sister listened and said she liked it. Yeah. But she didn't put any comments on it. Yeah, my dad said, it's a show about nothing. And I said, oh, contraire. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a show about anything and everything, Dad. It's not nothing. It's everything. <laughs> well, at what point is everything nothing? I don't know. <laughs> well, well uh, I'm based on what point is. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so did you get done and go... What was that about? What, 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 the, what were you guys talking about? Well, I have to listen. Yeah, I, when I'm putting in, you know, what we talk about, I have to listen to the whole thing and kind of take notes. So, so in in the process, before we uh, stop and play a tune, um, I didn't have a chance to talk about prose production, but you know, you had asked me, "Hey, can we pause this?" You know, <laughs> and and I, if there is a way to do this, I haven't figured it out. And if you, somebody wants to help me, that can. But I'm I'm using GarageBand. And, and so I, I run this as long as GarageBand will go, and then I'll go on to the next segment. And JR looks at me and goes, "Can you pause this?" I'm going, uh, I "No, I think if I think no, if we it, wasn't, pause, it wasn't that thing. It was like, no, I can't. I can't it was, it was I absolute. Can't. It was like, no, I can't. I can't, I can't pause this." <laughs> so then JR looks at me and goes, "Okay, well, I was just going to go get some wine." 
I go, okay, oh, then I, I can, can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, for that, you know, we all, we, all, we all have our absolutes, and then we have the one, well, sure, if you're going to get wine, you know, like, why didn't you say like, so? Can you pause it? It's like, no, I can't pause it. It was like, it was like no, the nuclear secrets are going to get the, out. I the football's going to go into the, the wrong hands. I'm like, I'm going to get one. Okay, we're going to pause this. It's <laughs> out. i got to pee anyways. So I just want to let everybody know that there's some things that go on in post-production where we have to put everything together. And we, we wind up, you know, having we, to do a little. This is not this is not a high budget. No operation. The the, the biggest budget is eaten up buying the wine. The, our biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dark Horse. Yeah, and when I, you start paying for our wine, we're re, you you'll we cut our have, costs probably to nothing. Uh, yeah, because everything else is uh, pretty much done. There is there is a little bit of uh, production to it, and but most of the playing we do is this day of in my basement. You know. Going, are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do All it. All right, let's do this. Or, let's or, do that. or we haven't recorded yet. We're playing along, and, and Jared goes, Is this, is this, is are this, we recording? Are we starting? Uh, no, I said, This is just like the poker thing. If it's your turn to deal poker, you're going to go, Whose, t- <laughs> whose turn is it to deal? It's yours. Oh, it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. Just like playing card games with your kids. Daddy, whose turn it is for Monopoly? Oh, it, it's, it's, it's yours. Yeah. yeah. You better just kind of get over it. Or mine. Or mine, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right, we're going to do one. Well, let's do another tune. Is, it, is there blues? Uh, we'll figure it out. All right, let's let's we'll shut the mics off and figure out what it's going to be. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Well, that was a surprise. Whoo! I think it sounded good. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave it up for the we'll audience. Come, yeah, yeah. Life's, my life's my, a journey. my sister's uh, husband, my brother-in-law, likes jazz. I hope he still likes it after that. Well, you know, it's interesting. Jazz is a well, music for that matter is it's just in the moment. We have a language that we speak, and it conveys emotion. And some people, you know maybe get a stronger feeling to it or not in music alone i mean it's like well something speaks to you it's speaking this language of music that we have and um some people don't like like i was listening to joe rogan i had david lee roth on and joe rogan's like i don't get jazz i don't like jazz and david lee roth of all people david lee roth from van halen says Oh yeah, man. Oh, oh hey, man. I'll, I'll explain jazz to you, man. It's like this, you know. And jazz is like, so back in the day, you know, um, they would have these Benny Goodman and Jimmy. Uh, Who's Webb? Uh, Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb, man. They, they would have these these playoffs. They play the same songs. <laughs> he sounded like he was smoking like twenty packs of cigarettes oh, for God. years. And He's then, an interesting guy. Well, I'm, I'm getting the, the car to come come over here, and JR's like, hey, this, you see who you can get to who this is. I'm listening to this. I'm going, fuck, I can't hear. I don't know who this is. <laughs> is this is somebody famous. Well, that doesn't still doesn't help. So I finally figure out that Joe Rogan is in the background. I said, it's I said, Joe Rogan, but yeah, that's Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, Vinny. Way well, to go. Well, you got to guess who this is. And I go, well, I don't know. He goes, He's old. <laughs> okay, well, he sounds old. You know, and then, and then. He's, I says, I, you, I'm going to tell you, it's it's David Lee Roth. I go, God damn, he sounds like he's he's like 
hundred years old. He's sitting on his front porch. His dentures, With cotton in his mouth. His dentures haven't been replaced since two thousand three. You know, are they sitting somewhere? I frag no. It's like he's fun to listen to. He was his laugh kind of got annoying, and he has a verbal right. pause of okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 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 So okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and and then, then and I, I have my own verbal pauses, so I shouldn't. Well, we all we all ah uh, um and you know you ahs and ums are things. I, yeah. When I when I teach, I say right all the time. So well, I'm teaching, and I'll say right. It's better than it's better than being mm-hmm. you know having Tourette's uh-huh. and say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is my evaluation. You said fuck forty seven times within a span of five minutes. Hey, that's a new record. Ooh. That's a new fuck record. <laughs> uh, that's why we mark this explicit. Downright it's pure fuckery. <laughs> pure fuckery. But all right, I have, I have, a, I have a young story where where uh, since we talked about my daughter Justice in a, in a positive way, I have to share another story from Justice. So we're in Japan. And the band hall is about 100 steps to my, my apartment um, in, the, in the tower right next door. So I'm coming home for dinner. And my, uh, my ex-wife was, was cooking dinner. And, you know, not to beat her up, but she's not a, she wasn't a good cook. I'm sure she's still not a good cook. And in the process of doing that, apparently she dropped something. And the word out, that came out of her mouth was fuck. So Justice, who's just around two, I, I, walk, in, I walk into the house and she's justice is walking around in a circle like like she's playing duck duck goose going fuck 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 i go whoa 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 what the hell is this and and she's going fuck 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 i go, I go what's happening and, she, and my ex-wife looks at me and says i dropped a pan and i got mad and i said fuck and justice just looked at me and said fuck so I said, all right, I'm going to have to talk to my daughter as a dad and tell her why she can't say the word fuck. So Justice, and I sit down, and this is what ensues. Justice, you can't say that word anymore. What word is that, Daddy? Well, honey, the word is fuck. I can't say fuck? No, Daddy. You can't, or, no, no, Justice, you can't say fuck. Daddy, I can't say fuck? No, Justice. Can I say fucking? <laughs> so, no, Justice, you can't say fucking. She goes, okay, Daddy, I won't say fuck anymore. I said, all right. And she says, so I can't say fuck, fucker, fucking, none of those words? No, Justice, I'm sorry, you can't say. Well, why can't I say fuck, Daddy? Why can't I say fucking, Daddy? Because you just can't. Well, Mommy said it. I said, I know Mommy said it, but you can't. So after about 10 minutes of, of going around like it was a bad Abbott Costello, who's on first? <laughs> who's on fuck? Who's on fuck? You know, I, I went up to my ex-wife and I looked at her and I said, don't you ever tell me I've te- taught my daughter or our daughter bad words. Because you are responsible. Well, I, she called me Ozzy Osbourne later because I would just say fuck anytime I felt like it. But that, you know, Justice was like 15 or whatever. Yeah, well, matter. she's now gainfully employed with right. benefits. With benefits. And hopefully that means that she'll have a long career of paying back her student loans. Oh, God. That's next. Oh, jeez. But she won't have to take care of babies anymore. She's, no. She was doing the daycare thing. Let's get on to food. Oh, okay. Well, well, I always like to, you know, kind of end this up with, let's, with, with food. Let's start, let's start this conversation by talking about um, Anthony Hopkins has a, has Ooh, a, has a line out about um, being, being a certain... <laughs> fine fiancé. Be, being a certain age and realizing that you don't get out of this alive... And you should enjoy life. You should enjoy a good meal. You should enjoy a good wine. And you should be, not be, not be. Yes, know. calories. Yes. 
<laughs> fava beans. Fava beans. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of fava beans, and I was even less of a fan of fava beans after that. No, I like kidney beans. Kidney ooh. beans. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Literally kidney ouch. beans. Ooh, yeah, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Oh. Yeah, who's my town? You know, remember the remember the one where Ray, Ray Liotta was was uh, getting his head head uh, cut into. Which which one was that? That was the that was Hannibal, I think. Oh okay, yeah. Ray Liotta was drugged up with ketamine or something, and and uh, Hannibal opened up his skull and started pulling out pieces of his brain matter. And, and, and I missed that one. Oh, that was great because yeah. Ray Liotta's going, "What's that smell?" <laughs> That's you. That's <laughs> you. So would you like to try some? Yeah, I'd like to see. He fed him his own brain. Uh Yeah. Kids, don't try this at home. Explicit but, writing on this one. <laughs> but sorry, right, so so, uh, so we, what, we've what got of, we've got kids cutting open their knees. The Ray, word the word fuck. A lot of fuckery going on, and Ray Liotta eating his own brain. I think I don't know. If I think I'm gonna listen to this episode. I don't think I don't. <laughs> Let's call this darkness. Dark. Did you listen to uh, Black Mirror or, or watch the end of? No, I did not watch Black Mirror. I've been watching. A, get... a, I've been watching a sci-fi thing called Dark Matter. It's, I'm hooked on that right now. It's on the treadmill. It gets I watched me through. The Travelers. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm, I'm only I'm only two episodes in, but at least I tried. All right, at least I'll try. I started. All right, I'll try. I like the premise. The premise is great. Yeah, and the one kid's hooked on heroin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that gets worse. I can't wait. Yeah, it's there's a lot of it, it's it's the nicest thing I like about that that movie is it starts off with the premise that comes at you and you see the premise and it makes sense. The entire time the premise is twisting and turning away yeah. from that initial premise and you're going, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you know, like like the the the, guy, the kid in Travelers that has the heroin addiction. Yeah, he starts off by betting betting numbers because he's a historian and he knows what's going to win. Yes, so he gets all this capital going on there, but then. Later on, some things happen that changes that that premise. So I don't because, want to say it. Don't yeah, don't because say history's changed. History's now he's, changed he's, he's now. thinking he's got it got down, it down but he doesn't have what? it down. Oh. And there's problems with that as well. So he keeps twisting. So when you think it's coming at you and it's straight, it goes like this, and you're going. Well, it's because there's different strands of time. Right. This continuum. Oh, we should play that next week. Continuum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should try and put together a little uh, bass duet. Continuum. Yeah, we can play it. Yeah, I'll look on nice it. one. Yeah, it would definitely do that. That's It'd be good. Fun. Yeah. Sorry. Right, so, so what, what food do you want to talk about so we can end I this? I don't know. Not brains or fava beans at this Ooh, point. All right. All right. So, um, your favorite go-to meal? What's your favorite meal? We've done this already. We've done favorite go-to. How about local pizza places? Ooh. All right. So local pizza places. Um, I flying pizza yesterday. What'd you think? Well, you know, I go there all the time. Okay. I always do the, the the more New York style. Right, right. That's the only that's the only pizza to have there. Well, they have a they have a Sicilian and a calzone. I think. Yeah, they do. I think I've had the calzone. I think the calzone's good. It, the Sicilian looks good. I'm sure the Sicilian is good, but but you have to understand, stuck in the landlocked uh, state of Ohio, away from anything East Coast, I want a pizza that folds up like a New York that, style. That pizza. folds up nice. It folds up wonderful. And it's got a nice crispy. And it's got a crispy bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that stuff. Yeah, we had Minio's Pizza in Pittsburgh. It was it was kind of a New York style. Oh, real greasy, real. Of course, I mean, super. I mean, ugh. Yeah, but, if you ever have to worry about going to the bathroom, you don't have to have that. Whoo. <laughs> uh, so my dad used to. We used to play basketball when I was in high school, um, downtown Pittsburgh. So I lived in the suburbs. So what I would do after school? Where'd you live, Penn Hills? 
Uh, South Hills. Okay. Bethel Park. And we would go down. I would go down to the trolley station in Upper St. Clair, hop on the on the trolley, and take it all the way downtown to the U.S. Steel Building. Oh, sure. Because my dad worked up in Oakland. Oh yeah. And he would, how far did he work from the sailor, soldiers and sailors hall? Um, he was in Montefiore Hospital. Okay. Which is right there, right uh, around the corner in Pitt. It's yeah. basically a pit near the, um, the Fitzgerald Field House. Right. So he would drive down, pick me up, and we would go to Alderdice High School, mm-hmm. which is a rough. Neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. And, we, and we used to play basketball with... Well, Oakland's not a great neighborhood either. No, it? no, okay. it's a little rough. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember where Alderdice is, but it's it's a... It, it was this big, old high school, you know, high school from... It was 100 years old probably then. Oh, sure. You know, and we would play with the guys that worked in the laundry room. Nice. And, some, and a doctor and a guy from physical therapy and, and some of the guys... It was just like this... Pick up, pick up. Yeah, it was pick up. We had the court. We reserved the court, and we he picked me up at the steel building. We go there, we play ball, and then we'd shower there, which you know, as a high school kid, I was always like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> what am I? You want me to get in a shower? But we would. We'd sh- it was just like you play basketball, you shower. It's just, you know what men do. You know, <laughs> we need more of that these days. You know, we do. We, it's we just, do need it's more just of that, like man. grow up, man. Yeah. Clean your stinky ass. Put some clothes on. Let's go. Yeah, slick your hair back so we know you're yeah. in the shower. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sexual thing. <laughs> it's just like you go get a shower because you stink. Your ass, you smell. You just play basketball well, for two hours. What you know? What that 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 uh. that shower back then taught you how to take a combat shower in the desert. Well, true. <laughs> Three minutes in, out. I'm, get, I'm, 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 I'm done. Get in and get out, man. And, yeah. Whatever. But don't look at your neighbor. <laughs> Please don't look at your neighbor. It's like, come on, people. Why do that's politically correct, you know, baloney or, or whatever. It's like, you're just cleaning. You're getting in the shower and cleaning yourself up. And so anyways, after the shower, we would get in the car. We'd go down uh, back through the South Hills. And there's a place called Minio's, Minio's Pizza. Okay. And it was very much like, you know, like uh, the flying pizza. pizza. Yeah, I need to go back there when I get back home. Go check out many there, There's a place I go home uh, um, when I go back to Bethlehem. It's called Westgate Pizza. It's been around forever. Mm. They've got the best New York style pizza. We do uh, Tronies here. I like Tronies. Now I have not had Tronies pizza. Where is that? It's right down. It, like it's right down the street here. Okay. It's on the corner of Wilmington Pike and Swigert. Okay. What kind of pizza? New York style or something? Different? It's it's like a New York style. Okay. Because because I've I came out here and the biggest complaint I have about Ohio. Is that that East Coast, and I, I would include Pittsburgh in that because it's a big city, has a wide variety of s- styles of everything: pizza, you know, Italian music. restaurant, music, everything. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to go downtown and you want to get yourself a good steak sandwich, yeah. you can find a place to get a good steak sandwich in Pittsburgh. You, sure can. you can find a good place to get a good good hoagie, you know, or or, or good. Or you can know, go to Permani Brothers. Right, Permani Brothers, and get yeah. a nice big nice big sandwich. That's what they call them, hoagies. Right. They call them hoagies. Yeah, out here they call them Subway. You know, yeah, Sub. Yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, I don't. I'm not, um, you know, bashing on Subway or Jersey Mike's. They're great. They're great stuff. But if I want to, if I want a, a, a nice cheesesteak, I'm going to go home for it. I'm not going to stay here. Penn Station is nice, but it's not the same. No. You know, it's not. And same thing with flying. I like flying pizza. Flying pizza is good. But if you if you tell me I could have Westgate pizza delivered, I'd have it. Have it delivered. Right. Right. You know that that would be my choice. Right. But that kind of stuff is is the difference between Ohio and someplace in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or Philly or yeah New York or you know New Jersey. 
there's a Permani Brothers here in town. Yeah, no. Do, it's decent. Is it decent? Yeah. But it's still, it's it's a chained version of that Pittsburgh one. Yeah. Well, I mean, the original one's down in Strip District, which is like, very, it's almost like a tourist thing right, now. Right, right. But there's one up in Oakland by is the there? Dirty O. Yeah, we used to go there um, after heavy drinking. Oh, okay. Um, we, if we go hang with buddies at Pitt. Yeah. And we either stop at the Dirty O, which is the original, but it's like a hot dog. Right. Um, fry place. Did, but right next door was the other Permanis, and you could get a really good sandwich at 2 a.m. You know? Wow. Yeah. With an egg, fried egg on it. Cool. How about, um, have you have you played Soldiers and Sailors Hall at all? Yeah. Oh, I, bet, I think I played there with, the, uh, with this band. band here. With this band, yeah. Because the band of McGuire played there every year. I was there for eight years. Yeah. Um, Gorgeous Hall. Oh, it's down in Oakland? Great. It's in Oakland. It's right, yeah. down, it's right down from Pitt. Yeah. That's why when you started talking about that place, I'm going, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know it like you because I didn't live there. Yeah. But, but I traveled there a lot. The, the, the funny story about, about that, well, it's going to be another go to the Weller story, but, it, but it's, it's um, the band would play Soldiers and Sailors Hall all the time. And Oakland is obviously not downtown Pittsburgh, but in order to get back to the hotel in Monroeville, yeah. Well, Monroeville's even, yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of go you know, through the city a little bit to get... Yeah, you go through from, the tubes. Right, from o Oakland in order to, uh, to, get, to yeah. uh, get to Monroeville. Well, the truck drivers, which I was one of them, um, the guy... Don't the, tell me you get the truck stuck in the... No, 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 nothing like that. No bullshit okay. like that. No. Um, we, we drove back, and the guy that was my, my, my uh, supervisor, his name was Jim McNeff, they called him Nerd, um, nerd knew the way back to get back through the, the tubes and everything else because he had done it for like eight, eight or nine years. So we go back to the hotel in Mon Monroeville and we got back there early. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Jokes was the commander at the time and the bus tried to go through Oakland and ran the traffic between mm -hmm. Oakland and Monroeville to the point where they, they got stuck in one tube and they had, to, they, you know, they were, they, they had a bunch of trouble. So Scott Fignasi, who was one of the truck drivers, was a bit of a, a, bit of a, a wise ass and he'd like to quote films and stuff. And uh, he jokes comes down, comes back after being stuck like in these things for like 45 minutes or an hour. We're coming down after been upstairs and we're going over to the bar to have a drink. And uh, jokes comes up and says, you guys gave me wrong directions and, and, and told me where to go. And you told me I gave me. And Scott just looks at me and goes, you know, sir, you fucked up. You trusted us. <laughs> and. While that was very funny in a Blues yes. Brothers, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, quote, um, we all walked away, and he started talking to Vignasi, and I just thought that was was perfect. Ooh. But 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 the, that Monroeville was a fun place to fun place to hang out. But there was really other than the mall, there was nothing really there. No, it's it's kind of out by the Turnpike. Right, right. Um, I grew up there. Yeah, Monroeville. The, the Holiday Park is right next to there. Well, my, until uh, I think I, we moved there, uh, we moved out there when I was in first grade. Half, we moved closer to the South Hills. Half my half my relatives are Pittsburgh Pittsburgh relatives. Mm. They live they live in Penn Hills. Okay. They grew up in Penn Hills. Yeah. In fact, my my uncle, my mom's mom, my mom's brother, would come pick me up at that Ramada in Monroeville and yeah. take me take me back to his house. I, I ran into my relatives. Yeah. You know there a lot. So I I don't know Pittsburgh like you do, obviously. But I have I have some Spent some, some time memories. There. Yeah, I have some memories. Yeah, I went and saw the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, Saturday. I saw that on Facebook. You look yeah. like you're having a good time, dude. We we were two rows. We were the second row From behind the, the glass. Behind the glass. That's great. It was. I mean, I was at the same level while I'm sitting. I was at the same level as the players. I could see them eye to eye. And this is this is Nationwide Arena, right? Yeah, that's why I saw great Ma arena. That's why I saw McCartney. 
man. Oh, that's a that's, nice place, man. That was a great place. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, he's from Pittsburgh, and said, hey, I got tickets. I'm like, let's go. How are the Pens doing this year? They're, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I know uh, I'm not a, I don't follow hockey very well, so so forgive me if I'm saying anything wrong, but I, aren't the uh, Flyers doing pretty well too? No, I think they're not going to make it. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't think they're going to make. The I thought they had like 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 eight or nine games. They had one in a row or some shit. Well, maybe they did, but, but they were at this so far point, behind. Yeah, at this point, I think they're out. Okay. Well, I think I don't know if they're out, but um, they're going to have to struggle to get back in. Pittsburgh's like a, the third between the third spot. In the East who? and and um, wild card. Did the Pens win last year? Who who won the who no, won the Stanley Cup last no, year? No, we didn't win last year. That was um, so a California team. No, I want to say it was it wasn't the Nashville. Who was it? Predators? I have to look it up. It was not the Predators. Um, we got knocked out a little bit earlier. I, I like I said. I, I like watching hockey, but I'm not a big hockey fan. Yeah, we won two years ago. Two years ago. That's right. Pens won, and we beat the Predators. Right. I remember that because I was at the chief leadership course. Oh, you were in you Montgomery. Were, that's perfect. And one of my, the guy that sat right next to me, the chief that sat right next to me, Randy was. Um, he was from Nashville. Was a huge Predators fan. Is that the is that the guy that that plays music? No, not Randy Travis. Oh, Randy Travis. It's different. Different oh, Randy. Yeah. This guy's a mechanic. Okay. He worked on helicopters. Never mind. Yeah, different guy. Say good night, JR. Much cool. Okay. Good night, JR. Uh, are we uh, are we stopping now? Yes, we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. And um, thanks for listening. We are on base and, and off, off point. point. And we'll probably throw a tune here at the end. Yes, let's do one more. Okay. Here you go. We're on our way out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.
Thank you.